Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Allie. And this is the But Have You Tried Bookshelf. Yeah, I always feel like... <laughs> I can it's like hear I try it. to imagine music. I can hear the music. Yes, this is But Heavy Tribe from the David A. Howe Public Library. Uh, wherever you're listening to us, welcome. If you're listening to us at our new time slot of Wednesdays at 4 p.m. on 92.7 out of Angelica, hope you're enjoying your afternoon commute, Absolutely, everybody. Yes. Today, we are talking about the things that we've been reading and watching while I prepare to uh, talk about Joan of Arcadia. You know, for a really long time, I was confused about like actual Joan of Arc, the saint, because I knew yes. about Joan of Arcadia and they were like similar enough. Right. And I was confused. I was just confused. So why is there some specific connection or no? Joan of Arc heard God talking to her. So oh. that's kind of what Joan of Arcadia is. I inspired. see. There's like definitely some parallels okay. and some referencing. Okay. Well, I hope it ends better for uh, Joan of Arcadia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The end for Joan of Arc was a little rough. It but was. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. So, Allie, uh, let me put it to you. What, what have you been getting into these last couple of weeks? What number of crayfish do you have? Is everybody still intact from we where they were still the last have time? Every, all crayfish are still intact, all three That's of good. them. Okay. Our crayfish, Michael, just molted in the last two days. Oh. And she is enormous now. <laughs> She's the biggest one, but like also That's somehow funny. always the one who's most afraid of huh. just like everything. Okay. So we pulled Winnie, her tank mate, out into like a little ice cream quarantine bucket. Okay, okay. Because we didn't want him to harass her while she was still weak. Because they're like kind of squishy after they like first molt. Oh. Squishy is maybe the wrong word, but they're like a soft gross a little bit. It's certainly gross. So their okay. legs are kind of bendy and everything. So anyway, I think after lunch today, Winnie will be allowed to go back into the tank. Oh. But everyone okay. still seems to be doing well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, not that you asked, but my pets are fine, too. They're all <laughs> you no- have, like, a lot of pets, uh, right? I do. Nobody's molting. Yeah, everybody's fine. Okay. Everybody's That's fine. Good. That's Though good. we have ha- taken to kind of keeping the dogs more separate than we used to because Arbuckle, uh, our little dog, is getting very old. Mm. And Meredith, our younger dog, is, I think, confused by his oldness. And it's turned into a little bit of, like, a weirdness between them. So. Huh. Not great. We're living in a huh. series of airlocks at the moment. And That's I'm, so weird. I'm not loving it. But tortoise is fine. The two cats are fine. Everything's good. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. Yep. Do you remember my tortoise's name? There's bonus points for you. Um, Tip of your tongue. Time up. It's Nelson. Oh. Nelson the tortoise. Did you know that? I don't know if I did know that. Well. I was going to guess like... I don't know. I was like searching for like Paul McCartney or something. I, I could see you naming yep. it. Your a instincts are Paul good. Mc- Your instincts are good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, uh, aside from pets, what else are you been getting into? Have you watched any good movies as of late? I have watched some good movies. Okay. I always have the hardest time remembering what movies I've watched. That's so why I'm just I like, use Letterboxd. I know. Shout I, out to I Letterboxd. really need to do that. Yep. Instead, I just like frantically text Caleb the morning that we're recording. Yeah. And I was like, what have we even watched lately? Yeah. We are in the process of watching Pride and Prejudice, which we, is a mini we've series. We've covered this, Allie. I know, this I know, I know. over and done. But I consider it a movie because it's it's all one thing. Are we talking like Colin Firth? Yeah, the okay. Colin Firth okay. one. Okay. Is this like an annual thing for you? How often do you watch this Colin Firth Pride and Prejudice? Be honest. Probably at least once a year. At I watched least. a lot more when I was like in high school Mi- and at college. At minimum once a year. So it could probably. be more. It could be more. It could be more. <laughs> okay. Right. I've probably seen it upwards of 12 times in my lifetime. Okay. All right. There was a period where it was like every time I had a sleepover with my friends in high school, we would watch, watch it, right and then something else <laughs> as well. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. 
It That's was, funny. It was excessive. But Caleb has never seen it. Oh, okay. And sometime recently, I was like, you know how we have plenty of shows that we're already watching? What yeah. if instead we watch Pride and Prejudice? Toss it into the mix. Yep. So we've been working on that gradually. Okay. Does he like it? Is he a fan? I think so. Yeah. He's not like a huge fan, but he seems yeah. to be enjoying it. Some okay. of the humor is fun and it's very well done as an adaptation. So if this is your first episode of But Have You Tried, it's a perfect time to go back and listen to our whole Jane Austen spotlight. Absolutely. Where I insulted people by comparing it to 90210, but it's <laughs> neither, here, neither here nor there. So Pride and Prejudice, what else you got going? I recently watched The Adam Project. Okay. Have you seen that one? No. Okay. It has... One of the Ryans, and I'm pretty sure it's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> One of the Ryans. Okay, it is They're Ryan Reynolds. They're very distinct in my up. mind, yes. but I sometimes forget which name is what, if that makes sense. Like, I know who is who, but I sometimes just get confused. Okay. Anyway, it's like a little bit of a, like a time travel family action movie. I love me some time travel. Right? Okay. He goes back in time and meets his like kid, like 12-year-old self. And then he naturally has to get his kid, 12-year-old self to like team up with right, him and save right. the world and save all okay. of time and everything. It's kind of a stacked cast as I look at it here. Yes. Saldana, Jennifer Garner, Mark Ruffalo. That's pretty good. Yeah. It was good. I enjoyed it. I did watch some sci-fi things myself. I watched Blue Beetle. Do you care about Blue? You had no reaction. I said uh, Blue yeah, Beetle and just your, like your eyes glaze over. Poker face. Uh, Blue Beetle based on the DC character uh, of I've the same name. I've been seeing a lot of things about Blue Beetle yes. coming up lately, but mm-hmm. I don't really have any okay. any knowledge of Blue Beetle. Okay. Basically, there's like this alien tech that's like a scarab and it bonds with this kid and then he can't shake loose. The scarab has a sentience as well. So it's sort of like a, a symbiotic relationship and he's sort of learning to control it. So it is a DC comics movie, but it doesn't really feel to me like a superhero movie. It feels more just like action comedy sci-fi. Okay. So yeah, I think you could be down. You don't have to know anything about blue beetle. Okay. You know, okay. there were some deep cuts that I appreciated like knowing DC comics lore, but you don't need it. So how would you react if some sort of alien symbiotic sentient chose me chose you selected me and like attached to you and you couldn't get it off i like to think i'd rise to the challenge yeah i think i'd get some jobs done all right probably i'd I'd fly up to the top of the library and do some roof work and you know (laughs) just all that stuff clean out some cobwebs that are hard to reach (laughs) in here what about you i feel like i'd be freaked out at first just conceptually i feel like that would be upsetting especially if you were like well i don't i didn't plan this Uh but i like to think that i would eventually like accept it and be able to work with it yeah you're a go-getter thank you you're a go-getter i could see that uh i watched let's see no hard feelings with uh jennifer lawrence a comedy kind of a raunchy comedy with uh jennifer lawrence which was Hmm. new for her it was funny it was not like as funny as i wanted it to be it was a little bit more like heartwarming than i expected but i ended it and was like yeah solid three stars good time do you feel like jennifer lawrence has like kind of disappeared yes for a while i do i'm not sure what happened because like either. she won an Academy Award for Silver Linings Playbook, and then like she's doing the X Men movies, but it just sort of seems like nothing that really, like that movie Joy, and then American Hustle, I think was critically well received, but yeah. yeah, I don't know if she really like was I don't know I don't know if she's not getting the right scripts or not choosing the right scripts, but yeah, I feel like there was a trajectory that she was on, and I don't know that she's on right. the same trajectory. Well, I also feel like just in terms of like fan awareness, I mean at least. Some of this probably has to do with, like, the people that I knew who were really obsessed with the Hunger Games and that kind of thing. But I feel like for a while she was, like, a real kind of, like, fan favorite celebrity and, like, quirky and, you know, like, people loved that she would, like, fall down, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, well, it seemed like she was really, like, big on the talk show circuit for a while there, you know, when that was, like, a thing. 
Uh, so yeah, I don't know, but I agree. I have noticed that as well. Yeah. And I, so I feel like for so long, she's just been off my radar. And then I think I like saw some poster or something probably for the yeah. movie that you just described. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I forgot all about her. Yeah, well, I don't know. it was decent. And she's very funny. So it was cool that she mm-hmm. was doing comedy. But I don't feel like the movie utilized her quite in the right way. So hmm. I don't know. That's a shame. Do you watch any comedy movies? I watched a romantic comedy, if you, if we'll you do that a comedy. Yeah. Something from Tiffany's. Have you heard of this one no, at all? No, I haven't. Okay, I saw like trailers for it a really long time ago, which okay. I'm thinking was probably around Christmas because it's like set around Christmas. Yeah. And didn't think about it at all. And then this weekend, my friend and I were like, you know what? Let's watch a good old romantic good comedy. Old, yeah. And we found this one. And I have to say that I feel like romantic comedies can be really hit or miss. Okay. Like there are some like really great ones kind of like in that classy yeah. vibe. Like yeah, the Meg Ryan ones. Okay, you know what say, I mean? I was waiting for you to say you've got mail. I was right. seeing the words form on your yep, lips. Yep. I also feel like there are so many that are just kind of like mass produced and like you watch yeah. them and you're like, well, that was an experience. That is true. And so I feel like more and more watching them has become just like a surprise. Like, how is this going to be? But it was really fun. And I thought it nailed a lot of the like relational dynamics and the acting was good and the story was fun. And there weren't any moments. You know how so many romantic comedies have moments where you're like, if you could just talk to each other like adults. Yeah. And you just like want to tear your hair out. Yeah. Just and there mostly and there weren't any yeah okay. there weren't any like I'm just ready to tear my hair oh, moments that's good. so it was fun. I'm looking at the cast. I don't recognize a lot of the names, but I see that it has Javicia Leslie in it, and she was Batwoman in the oh. CW Batwoman show. She was great in that. I also watched Big Miracle. That whale movie. That whale movie. <laughs> okay. Which I feel like anytime someone is like, "Oh, this is a whale movie," I'm kind of like, "Okay." Yeah. But then usually I watch it, and I do actually have a good time. I may have watched that movie. I may not have. I really can't remember. I remember when it was coming out. I feel like I watched it. Who's in it? It's John Krasinski. And I wasn't really sure what to expect going into it. But it's like, I guess, based on true events where these three whales were like trapped in this like open hole in the ice in Alaska. Right. And a bunch of people were like trying to get them out. And like the White House was getting involved. And like ego groups were like teaming up with like oil companies to like try and get the whales out. To help the whales. It was very fun and engaging. They did finally get the whales out. Thank goodness. That's what I, I feel like I watched it, but I couldn't put money on it. But you liked it overall? It you was thought fun. it was good, heartwarming. Yeah. Speaking of old school movies, I watched The Fugitive with Harrison Ford. Have ah, you seen The Fugitive with, I don't think with I Harrison have. Ford? Okay, freaked me out as a child. I was way too young to be watching The Fugitive. Oh, no. Um, but it's so good. It holds up. I really feel like if you watched it now, you wouldn't be like, this is dumb. This is dated. It's just good. He and Tommy Lee Jones are both great in it. Tommy Lee Jones, of course, has some classic lines in that. And I feel like. Wait, before we continue this conversation, do you know who Tommy Lee Jones is? Definitely not. Oh, oh okay. All right. Well, <laughs> then <laughs> listeners, I'm only talking to you. I'm not talking to Allie. But I think Tommy Lee Jones is peak Tommy Lee Jones in this movie. Like the things that you come to know and expect from Tommy Lee Jones, he does it in The Fugitive. Boy, I'm going to add this to the list, Allie, because I feel like at some point you need to watch The Fugitive and just know who Tommy Lee Jones is. Have you seen Captain America, The First Avenger? Absolutely. Okay, he's in that. Tommy Lee Jones is the guy at the beginning who's like, I don't want to take this kid. Give me somebody stronger. You know, like that guy. I feel like I vaguely remember that guy. Okay. Well, maybe if you saw a picture of him, you'd know. Yeah. Boy, speaking of people you don't know, I also watched Fast X or Fast 10 with Vin Diesel, a name that you don't know. I know the name, but I have you like don't know very, who he is. very little understanding of who he, he is. is. Oh, okay. 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 Pretty good. These movies are just off the charts crazy. Like nothing makes sense anymore. Like... I was watching this movie and I was like, if the characters just took off into flight and just started flying around, I, uh, 
that's not out of the realm of possibility. Oh my gosh. But the cast is just getting ridiculous at this point. It's like everybody is in it. The villain this time was played by Jason Momoa, who do you know Jason Momoa? I do Aquaman, know who Jason, Jason Momoa, Momoa is, yeah. Okay. Haven't seen Aquaman, but I know who he is. <laughs> uh, Jason Momoa, also peak Momoa in this. He just was having the time of his life, you could tell. If he told me he didn't have scripted lines and they were just like, Jason, say whatever you want, I would believe it. And he 100% sold it. But it was him... It was Alan Richson who also played the Aquaman, but in Smallville. This was good. I didn't love number nine, and this one I felt like was just kind of like, throw logic out the window. This this is just a big cartoon superhero movie. Nothing's off limits, and it was it was a good time. But it is a cliffhanger, so oh yeah, it, it left me wanting more. My wife kept walking through this movie, <laughs> just the most absurd things would happen, and every time she's just like, how how did we get here? And I'm like, I I can't. You have to experience it yourself. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm much less tolerant of cliffhangers in movies than in books. Yeah. I, and yeah. I'm not sure why. I'm down with that. It's the reason why I haven't seen the new Mission Impossible movie. Mm. Because the movie's like almost three hours long and it's a part one. And I'm just like, guys. Oh, man. You I just got to wait until the part two comes yeah. out. And then you quickly watch yeah. the part one so you and can see And then it's the basically two. a full season of a TV series at that length. But whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, I guess I'm grumpy. Uh, TV shows? What are you watching on the old okay. uh, tube? Um, Ahsoka, the new Ahsoka show. Oh, yeah. Have you watched any I, of it? I have. You're not into it? It's kind of a snooze fest for me. I, I don't know. I want more from it. I feel like... That's fair. Things keep happening. It's like they pull their lightsabers and I'm like, okay, go ahead. You know? <laughs> no one's going to die or be hurt. Nothing really game-changing is going to happen, but go ahead and do it do a little fight well i feel like a lot of the appeal of lightsaber fights is more about just like the choreography and the vibes uh, yeah, I, than I like can, actual stakes throughout yeah, star I wars can, i can get in with that well i mean like force awakens i think is a perfect example the fight between ray and kylo ren neither of those characters is going to die you know it right but like there's an emotional investment in mm-hmm. that scene that i have not had in ahsoka and i love star wars rebels and i like ahsoka as a character and i was ready for this show but i'm just are you caught up um, I think there's one more episode that we have not watched. Okay. Well, off mic, we can talk about that because stuff happens that I feel like is supposed to move you. And I remained on my couch during uh, that. But are you liking you it? Unmoved. I cut you off. I are am you having a good time? It. I feel like every time Caleb's like, oh, we should watch Ahsoka. I'm kind of like, okay. Yeah. And then I do enjoy it. Yeah. But I feel like it's definitely, it's playing out differently than I expected. Like it's the Ahsoka show. But I feel like Ahsoka has like the least main character energy yeah, so far, she does. which she I'm does. a little disappointed by because I think Ahsoka is cool as a character and I loved what she did in The Mandalorian. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, this is going to be some great Ahsoka content. And then I feel like it's been like, we're going to introduce other characters who are also cool. Yeah. And I've been like, I mean, hey, I'm not mad about that, but I was expecting more like... Yeah. Ahsoka being Ahsoka. I know. And I, I feel like particularly in, in television and films, I think we've moved away from the kind of narrative where you can look at a movie or show and just ask yourself, like, what does this main character want? I think that used to be a big part of the storytelling was mm. like from the get go, you're supposed to know, like, where does this character want to be? And I don't think that's as true in, in modern shows. And like, I think, you know, as as just narrative style evolves, you just have to roll with that. But I. I do think that's a weakness of Ahsoka because, like, I don't know what her goal is. Like, I don't know what she wants. I don't know what is a win for her and what's not. I guess finding Ezra, but why? Well, I think she also wants to hunt down Thrawn. But why? You know what I mean? Like, he's bad. Bad? Okay. He's bad. I don't know. Yeah. I'm also sad that Sabine cut her hair because the purple and orange hair was really cool. I'm glad you said it because, yeah, I was like, please don't cut that hair. 
Because it was very cool. It was cool so look. cool. It was yeah, a very cool Yeah, I was look. like, should I dye my hair purple and yeah. orange tomorrow? I'm definitely thinking about it. Yeah. Alas. Are you going to? I don't know. We'll find out. Okay, we'll see. I have thought about dyeing my hair orange. Really? Yeah. Orange. But it hasn't happened. I could see that. Yep. I could see that. I was like, well, fall is coming. That'd be a perfect time. And yeah. then usually what happens whenever I think about dyeing my hair, at least for the last like five yeah. or so years, is I'm like, yeah, that would be a good idea. And then I like do nothing to actually make it happen. Yeah. And we just continue on as we have been. My wife has gone with sort of a, a pinky violet kind of highlight. Mm, it's that's cool. cool. It's cool. She had blue for a while and then she's kind of like moved into this other range. And it's, yeah, it's a nice addition. So we'll have to keep uh, listeners posted on, on Tumblr on or situation. on the library Instagram as your hair changes. And mine. I recently got a haircut. We don't have to talk about it, but I did. Uh, it's the heat. I couldn't take it. That's understandable. I couldn't take it anymore. All right. So Ahsoka. Yes, I have been watching that as well. I finished Insecure, HBO show with Issa Rae. Have you heard of it or seen it or anything like that? I feel like maybe I've heard of it. I'm pretty sure we have at least the first season on DVD here. But it's just really, it's good. It has soapy elements, but it's really just about like the main character, Issa. Uh, she's you know she plays kind of a version of herself but she her friend molly are really the main force of the show and like as they kind of go through different stages in life and the way their friendship ebbs and flows and changes and everything just a really good look at like a life you know Mm, it's kind of like a five season slice of life really it was funny and i was like fully invested in like the character's journeys whether it's like career stuff or friendship stuff or romance i'm like really like what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. so uh, i finally finished its five season and i was really satisfied i feel like they stuck the landing and it worked i it was a kind of show where i was like well what can the ending be because we can't be building towards like some big like cataclysm or reveal it has to be a much more like low-key resolution and it was and it worked so nice i think the writing really strong so yeah i would recommend it what else is on your watching list also on my watching list, Heartstopper season two. Oh, it came out. Haven't sometime watched the frame of the show. Ish. Love the love the webtoon. I haven't seen the show. The show is really good. Is it? Okay, yeah. Well, maybe I have it, to. It makes some changes, like not not drastic changes. Mostly it adds some stuff. Okay. A little bit in season one, and some of it I was like, mm, I'm not sure about this, but yeah. like the way it played out, I was like, okay, this is this is fine. But I feel like even more so in season two, stuff that like totally makes sense with the books but just is like fleshing out side characters more and adding in some more stuff to kind of give it a more complete story on all the levels um which i feel like so far has been pretty successful okay so far i am rating season two highly maybe i'll dig in well the episodes are short so you can just like binge are they like 20 minute like they're like 20 minute half an hour like sitcom length oh okay cool yeah so it's like really easy to accidentally watch the whole show in two days. Okay, and you feel like the characters are well represented. Yeah, and I feel like the casting is good. Yeah. Well, isn't Alice Oseman pretty involved in the show? I'm pretty sure that's So, I mean, that's usually nice to have the crossover there. Speaking of creators being involved in their shows, I just watched the Adam Eve special for for Invincible. Do you know Invincible at all? I don't know if I do. So, it's a Robert Kirkman uh, written comic book, and the comic ran for a long time, 130 issues or something like that, and it's one continuous narrative about this guy mark grayson is the main character and it's just about him and his family and adam eve is is um one of the main characters in that the comic is great it's one of my all-time favorite comics it's it's i feel like the most successful like superhero franchise that's not a marvel or dc property i just think 
it hits all the all the marks that you want in that no pun intended <laughs> but it also works really well as like a, a family drama in mm-hmm. a way that i think that often that kind of stuff doesn't work so if you've never seen it or read it i'm gonna have to put it i'm gonna I have, have to put not. it on uh, in the hopper for but have you tried because it's really good so the first season came out and it was solid. It moved some things around in the narrative. Things were exposed that I wouldn't have expected to be exposed so soon. Um, it's a very the comic is really violent, but it's which I normally don't like, and I don't like the violence in it. But it's um, it's cartoony in a way that doesn't feel like visceral and gross to me. Right. Yeah. Um, the the show is a little bit more gross. Like the violence in the show does feel a little bit more gross to me. But I feel um, like sometimes something in film can just seem a lot yeah. grosser than. E- like even though comic books are also like a visual medium in a way that just like reading something violent in a book is not. Yeah. I feel like sometimes it's vague enough in the, in a comic book that it's not as like, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't yeah. catch you as much. I agree. I agree. So I did enjoy the show. The season one came out, I want to say in 2021, it's been a while season two, not out yet, but they dropped this like, one-off special that is just kind of like the origin of the Adam Eve character. So hmm. nice to have a little bit of a, of a drop in there to see, to catch up on the characters and everything. And Robert Kirkman, who created the comic wrote the special. So it was nice again, felt exactly right because you, know, you have good. the original yeah. creator involved. Anything else on your watching list? I think that's all for shows. Well, I've been watching some Star Trek alley because uh, September 8th is Star Trek day. It's the anniversary of when the original series aired. It's also the 50th anniversary of Star Trek, the animated series. I rewatched the pilot of the animated series and then lower decks season four just dropped. And I watched the premiere of that. You still haven't gotten on lower decks yet. I still have not. Allie. I just don't watch a lot of shows by myself. And there's like a finite amount of shows that Caleb and I can watch together. Also a quickie. It's like 20 minutes an episode. Okay. So that's yeah. good to know. That it's does so help. Funny. It's like, I think if you know all the things about Star Trek, I- there's a lot more for you to dig into, but I think it just works as like a workplace comedy, mm-hmm. you know, with decent sci-fi storytelling involved too. I, I, it shouldn't be as successful as it is and yet it works. So uh, I did that for Star Trek day. I also read a Star Trek discovery graphic novel called, uh, Aftermath, which deals with um, Spock and Pike coming into the Discovery world. Pretty solid. But I read a Star Trek Discovery novel called Wonderlands by Una McCormick. Una McCormick does a lot of Star Trek writing these days, and she's really good. So, like, I'm usually if she wrote the book, it's a good sign that I'll enjoy it. And this was a really good story. It was about the character of Michael kind of on her own um flung far into the future and just having to kind of deal with being alone and having everything be different. Really well-written book, really good character piece. Um, and, and I think the best discovery novel so far. Nice. So are you doing anything for Star Trek day? Have you gotten into the spirit? I am reading a Star Trek graphic novel, Ooh. which is this, this is my first step into Star Trek like <gasps> literature. Okay. <laughs> All right. Per se. Okay. And I have to say it is kind of weird to be like reading and see like Jean-Luc Picard yeah. and like Worf and Data and okay. everyone and like be reading their dialogue yeah. and like kind of hearing their voices you do the in the impressions my head. in your head. Well, yeah. I have to otherwise yeah, I do. feel like it would just be really sure. weird. Okay. But it's definitely a strange experience and I feel like there haven't been a lot of things that I've encountered first like as a movie or okay. TV show and gone. then mm-hmm. read something about. I don't know. It's kind of cool but it also feels weird, weird if that makes sense. Okay, what is it? What are you reading? So it's Star Trek the Next Generation Through the Mirror. Oh, like a mirror universe story. Yes. I don't know if I've read that or not. I looked up like what are some good ones because yeah. I didn't know. And 
random people on the internet rated this one highly. That's so I was do. like, do all right. Do we have it in the collection? We do. That's oh, okay. how I have it. Okay, cool. All right. So, so once I bring it back, then you can read it. Then I can read it. Maybe I have. I have read some start some next gen. Um, Mirror Universe stuff. Uh, Jessica, who's on staff here, also a Star Trek fan. A few years back for Star Trek Day, we did an episode of How's Things on the novel uh, Dark Mirror, ah. which is because they never did they never did a mirror episode in Next Generation. I feel like it would have made sense to do one. Yeah, honestly. they have the episode Yesterday's Enterprise where you see like dark versions of the characters, and mm-hmm. that's as close as you come. But like they don't touch it. Whereas like, you know, of course the original series in deep space nine used right. it a lot as did discovery. So it's kind of cool to read books and graphics where you see the next gen characters in that mirror universe. Right. You know. Yeah. So absolutely. Well, that's cool. All right. Doing a little star Trek reading. I approve, obviously. Thank you. Thank you. I'm also reading a few other things. Okay. I'm reading. I kissed Shara Wheeler by Casey McQuiston for our teen pride book club. Okay. And, we're doing I read like Red, White, and Royal Blue Okay. by that author. I've yep. been intrigued by, I don't know if it's a movie or a show that they're making that I keep seeing trailers for, okay. that I've been kind of intrigued to watch that. I okay. don't know if I would actually go so far as to Red, White, it. and Royal Blue? Yeah. I think it is a movie. Okay. I think so. I feel like I see a lot more like short, like one season kind of miniseries mm. stuff coming out than I used to. And so sometimes I'm like, I don't even know. I don't know what this is. I'm down is for a good miniseries. I like that. Right? Yeah. yeah give me a six well. episode thing. Yeah. Exactly. We're supposed to be reading this in like five chapter chunks so we can like right. actually discuss it. That's like old school book club vibes. Right? I like it. I thought it would be fun. Yeah. But I've definitely read ahead and I'm almost done with it. Okay. So I'll just have to pretend that I don't know things uh, that I know. Which well I think what's going to happen next, exactly, you'll wonder like, aloud. Who knows? Yeah. I'll just like sticky note it really carefully and be like, all right, everything from here on, I cannot remember. Yeah. But it's been fun so far. Okay. It's, a, it's very much like um, John Green's Paper Towns. Okay. But gay is kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how it is. And I think honestly, I'm enjoying it more than Paper Towns. Okay. I don't know if it's just because I'm farther from that like age yeah. So like the angst doesn't bother me as much, but if or if it's actually just less angsty, but it okay. feels less angsty in a way that I'm enjoying. Okay. So that's interesting. I watched the movie Paper Towns forever ago in the All the Book Show. We did a spotlight on John Green, and I mm-hmm. I watched Paper Towns. I read Abundance of Catherine's, and I read um, Turtles All the Way Down, which sucks. Oof. So, <laughs> but I was intrigued by Paper Towns. I like okay, the yeah. so like yeah. hearing that this book is kind of in that same vein does make me a little bit more interested been fun on the topic of book clubs Allie and i are going to be doing a banned books book club live in person here at the david a Howe public library and we're reading uh the hate you give which i don't know how but i have never read the hate you give I, yeah that's kind of weird to me honestly but that's on my currently reading list and i am into it that's my audiobook of the moment i also have my audiobook of the moment which Tell is hollowpox by jessica townsend okay i don't know what that is this is the third in the morgan crow series okay which is kind of like a junior fantasy series okay. um, does anyone turn into a crow no so it's not an anamorph situation it's just not an anamorph situation okay. crow is her last name but okay. it's also like very much her vibe is like dark crow like a crow black yeah, yeah. kind of stuff and crows are smart they are. They pretty much destroyed this building, dropping rocks That's down our true. Uh, dropping rocks down our drains. Yeah. Well, I mean, not to mention the like, just the crow poop. It that was everywhere. I feel like a everywhere. couple of the bushes still have like. They have no. They haven't rebounded. They haven't yeah. rebounded. Yep. We had to get a fake coyote. That was a terrifying. That's how fake extreme coyote. it got. It was yeah, David A. Rauer, as we like to call him. Uh, yeah, but he did the job. He did the job. That's but it true. Was That's scary. all we can expect. All right. So this is not about a crow, but about somebody named Crow. Yes. It's a little bit of like that Harry Potter, like 
she joins a magical those, yeah. world kind of situation okay, okay. and like she's now at this magical school i feel like it's very unique overall in its fantasy world and how things okay. are set up and the characters are just really fun i don't know if this is the last one or if more are coming out or there's another one that i don't know about yet okay but i'm enjoying it a lot all right this is definitely like the let me Walk around the house and find something to clean while I listen to this. You have not situation. mentioned Dorothy Sayers even once. We are reading the <laughs> last Dorothy Sayers <laughs> out loud okay. in the mornings. Okay. Like three chapters from the end. All right. I this forgot w- about this that. This wasn't on my list, but while we're comparing things we're reading with our spouses, I've been reading Ghost at a Watchman mm-hmm. to Hillary. I read it back when it came out and she'd never read it before. So I've been reading it aloud mostly like while we're driving. It's good. I really like it. All right. How nice. do you feel about it? I haven't read it and I have not read. Oh, you haven't read To Kill a Mockingbird To Kill a Mockingbird, no. It was like the situation where like the whole time I was a kid, my parents were like, you should read this one when you're older. And then eventually I just like forget that it's an option to read now, if that makes sense. But one of these days I will. Yeah. I would kind of like, like reading Ghost Head of Watchmen aloud makes me want to read To Kill a Mockingbird again. Because I've only read it once and I read it as an adult as well. It wasn't Mm -hmm. one that I grew up reading. So, and I think I would have been more into it if I had read it like as a teenager. Because it kind of plays better in that way i feel like if it came out today it would be class ya but i think that it really would have hit a little harder then so maybe i'll see if i can get my son to read it when he's pushing teens sounds like a good plan yeah uh so that's my (laughs) allowed book um i finished a jesse stone book based on robert b parker but written by michael brandman called dan if you do you know it uh it feels like jesse stone but it's the writing's just not as strong as Mm. the parker era and so i have a little trouble that's disappointing really making that happen I also read one called Violetta by Isabel Allende. Have you read Hmm. any of her stuff? I haven't, but I've seen it everywhere. Yeah. I I knew going in that it was like telling the story of of this woman through the course of her entire life. I knew that. Like intellectually, I knew that's what it was. But I was really interested into her childhood. Mm. Like when she was telling the story about the childhood, because it starts during like the Spanish flu and it's kind of like pandemic to pandemic is the story. So interesting. And then it kind of jumps to her teenage years. And that was tough because I was like, but I wanted to see that all play out. Right. So it jumps to the teenage years and I was like, oh, yeah, I can get down on this. And then it jumps to the adult years. And I was like, "Eh." and then it's like middle age. And it's just the more it goes, Mm. I was never as invested as I was in the very beginning. Mm, That's a shame. And some of that's on me. I, I, you know, like I should have been able to handle those transitions a little better. But the story that was being told in like the, you know, the, the 20s to say the 40s was so interesting to me and I just progressively got less interested in the book by the end. Mm. So I really liked her writing and I'm not like going to give up on the author. I'm going to try another one of hers because I really think it was strong, but I think just something about the pandemic to pandemic, the closer we got to 2020, the less that I was invested in the characters. I mean, so. I think some of that also could have to do with 2020. That's if we're true. <laughs> that's if true. We're being honest. I don't know if you remember, but that sucked. It was, it was bad. a bad time. It was, it was a, a really it was bad, a bad time. time. I did learn to play the ukulele, but other than that, it was There was uh, like a few good things rough. that came out of the pandemic, like yeah. sea shanties became popular again. <laughs> <laughs> Only so that you was would definitely that, a sure. win. Yeah, it was a big it was a big time for the sea shanty. Yeah. But yeah, I just remember a lot of like sitting in my house being like, <laughs> I'm alone and I want to go to the yeah. store and buy licorice without yeah. being sick with the plague. Licorice. You missed licorice. Was yeah, the thing. I like I had this like a sudden extreme yeah. desire for licorice as soon as we like couldn't go out Oof. and buy licorice. Try that, but ha- also having a five-year-old. It was a rough, it's a rough time for us. Bad times uh, during that time. He yeah. was six actually, but it was uh, still kindergarten was was not fun for us. 
Uh, you reading any graphic novels other than uh, Star Trek? I am not. I did check one out that is on my planned okay. to read next list. Oh, All wait, right. actually, I forgot that I did read like two volumes of Witch Hat Atelier. <laughs> that counts as a graphic novel. I love it. Somehow, somehow manga is different yeah. in my mind from graphic yeah. novels, even though it probably shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, and I think there's some more that are out in English that we don't have. So now I need to buy those for the collection. Yes. Not only so that I can read them, but so that others but so can that, also read them. So it's not them. just an abuse of power. It's so everyone right. can read them. Right. Exactly. It. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've definitely bought things just because I wanted to read them. But most of the time it's worked out and other people right. have wanted to read them too. Well, because usually the things you want to read, someone else also wants That's to right. read. That's right. All right. Here are the graphic novels that I read. I read uh, Poison x I read Poison X and Venomized, which is like a Venom and X-Men crossover because I was on an episode of previously on X-Men where we talked about Venom and the X-Men and I don't know much about Venom. So it was, uh, I I learned a lot about the character of Venom. Do you know anything about the character of Venom? Not that much, to be honest. I suggest previously on X-Men where you will learn a lot about Venom over the course of two (laughs) episodes. I read Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover. I know you love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. How do you feel about the Power Rangers? Not, no not a lot of feelings. No feelings. Not a lot of feelings. Here's the thing. Crossovers like this are gratuitous in their like, here, take what you want. Here it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This one hit. It was perfect. It was no notes. It was just like, this is exactly what I want from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers. Did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles get the Power Rangers coin and then morph into Teenage Mutant Ninja Power Rangers? Yes, they did. Of course they did. And it was beautiful. It was the thing of beauty. Was it high art? No. But did it hit exactly what I wanted in this crossover? Yes, it did. Well, I'm glad to hear that. So if you like these franchises, do it. Uh, That's pretty much it. It's also Batman Day coming up. So I read Batman the Detective, which was like a a set a little bit in the future. It's sort of like a grizzled, retired Batman getting pulled into these different things. Hmm. So I thought it was nice to see. Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't as effective as some of the others that do similar things. But I felt like seeing a different side of Batman and telling a different Batman story, like after all these years, is always appreciated. So, yeah, I liked it. Anything else on your reading list? I'm also working on If on a Winter's Night a Traveler. Well, for I like a, the title. Right? It's for a like a virtual book club with some friends. Oh, okay. And this is one that's like kind of like an experimental novel. Okay. That's like what I've been told is that each of the different chunks kind of emulate a different genre or okay. style of book. All right. But it's also like interspersed with chapters that are in the second person and they're addressing you, the reader. Yes. Which is very interesting. So we've read the first two chapters so far. And it's like the first chapter is all of like, oh, like sit down and get comfortable. Tell everyone not to bother you because you're reading If on a Winter's Night a Traveler and everything like that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm not sure exactly how it's going to play out in the long run using that format. Yeah. But I'm very curious to find out. Okay. I'll have to update you all. I would love to hear. Uh, Anything else just in your regular life? I mean, I know you're, you're... walking crayfish through multiple stages of life but yes. you got anything else going on any um, new hammock trees you've discovered anything like no that? no hammock trees okay what have i even been doing you know what myself? i don't have any answer to this so if if you i like apparently i've done nothing of interest in the last month we had a good labor day weekend had a nice cookout and some fun times i saw gran turismo i didn't mention that but i saw gran turismo ah, cool. based on the uh, the video game and and the real life story do you know this story I think I've heard about it a little so bit. So, like, you know, Nissan and, like, professional racing decided, hey, let's find the best Gran Turismo pr- player and see if they can actually race in real life. And they did. 
And that sounds like so dangerous. And then the person ended up being really good at it and it became a thing. So it was a really interesting movie to watch. Hmm. And we took my son who is nine and I wasn't sure like if he was, if he was going to be able to like invest, but he was, he was like all in. So yeah, I think it was a, it was a pretty good movie. Nice. But that's about it. Other than that, nothing much is going on. The shop at Maine, right on downtown, Uh now has smoothie bowls. And that's the greatest contribution to mankind in the last however long a smoothie bowl has been around. So they are delicious, and I recommend them. Do you like a good smoothie bowl? I feel like I haven't had a lot of smoothie bowls, but those that I've had have been good. Yeah, well, I recommend them. I mean, it's hard to go wrong. The dragon bowl is pretty good. Okay. So that's my recommendation. Yeah. That's good to know. Yep. My friend Katie and I have started on a sewing journey okay uh we started a, by a sojourn yes could we call a it sojourn. <laughs> okay we started by trying to like tailor some old bridesmaid dresses that we had and okay. make them so they'd be easier to like reuse just in regular life okay and i think we've succeeded and we've also been experimenting a little bit with some of the scrap fabric so i made a skirt that i think works and okay. it's mostly like the hem is not too uneven like All no right. one will notice that it's uneven <laughs> except for me sort of now situation I'm know. i just won't tell you which skirt it yeah. is yeah you'll always just have to lean one way <laughs> or the other just a little you know? yeah. just a little yeah. but we're now planning to get some fabric and kind of start from scratch and okay. try and make other skirts and dresses and things yeah and we both know how to like operate a sewing machine and know the basics but not much in terms of like advanced sewing so yeah. it's an adventure okay but so far, I'd say we're succeeding. That sounds good. Well, we're in the midst of library card sign-up month. So if, if wherever you are in the world, whether you're local to the David A. Hell Library yes. or somewhere else out there, if you don't have a library card, now's the perfect time to come in and get one. Absolutely. There is some library near you that's, that's just right. like waiting. They would love to have you as a member. Absolutely. They would love it. Uh, if, if you are local, Kate and Allie decorated the Chamber of Commerce window and shed probably 10 pounds just in sweat oh my gosh just being in it was like a window. greenhouse effect yeah. <laughs> yeah. which once i was in there i was like it does make sense that this would be a greenhouse effect with all yeah. the glass and the sunlight and yep. everything but yeah <laughs> didn't plan ahead yeah I, no i've been in that window before and i was like "Ooh, this can't be healthy for a human body so uh, but the window looks great so you Thank can you. stop Thank by you. and see it was the, all the worth it window yes okay well ali my hold for season one of joan of arcadia literally came today excellent so i haven't watched a single episode so now i've only got two weeks to get in on it but i'm excited my wife is excited so we're going to do it. So if you want to watch along with us, we're going to be discussing Joan of Arcadia. The goal was the first four or five episodes. Right. Uh, so we'll see how deep I get into it. But that's what we're going to be talking about next time. So if you want to watch with us and, and share your thoughts on social media, you can find us. David A. Howell uh, Public Library on Facebook or D.A. Howell Library on X, as oh Twitter is now called. Uh, <laughs> and we also have a Tumblr, so you can find us in all these places. Yes. Okay. So many ways to talk about Joan of Arcadia. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> finally, we're providing an outlet for all those uh, Joan oh, heads to come, and, to come and talk to us. So, yeah, I haven't decided your next assignment. So okay. I also in the next two weeks, I have to decide what to make you watch. You give me a lot to think about just in this episode alone. So we'll see. We'll see where that ends up. But until then, go get your library card, folks. Absolutely. See you, everybody. Bye. Bye.